and welcome to Revengers Friends from Work on the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions expressed in this episode are my own. Please enjoy the show. You're listening to Revengers Friends from Work, the podcast, with your host, Christina Zellin. In this episode of Revengers Friends from Work, the podcast, I'll be discussing Black Widow. This is the fourth episode in a mini-series where I talk about each of the TV shows and movies of 2021. So first we'll kick things off with our plot. Natasha is reconnecting with her family to help take down the Red Room. That's the overall goal of this movie. Red Room is of course the organization that kidnapped Natasha and trained her to be an assassin. These events take place right after Civil War. So Natasha is on the run for essentially, quote-unquote, attacking T'Challa, according to Secretary Ross. I originally thought it was because she helped Steve and Bucky get away, but apparently it was, quote-unquote, for assaulting the Prince of Wakanda. That's what Ross said, so we're going where Ross said. So now we know what the effects of that are. We're kind of seeing more repercussions of the events of Civil War. Of course, we saw all of Team Cap be in the floating raft and be in prison, and you kind of see at the end of that movie, Steve actually went to go break them out, Nat's saying at the end of this movie, I gotta go break them out. She'll probably find them already broken out. I don't know. They didn't really get into too much detail about that. So like I said, the repercussions of it is Nat is living in a trailer in the middle of nowhere, completely off the grid in Norway. And eventually she reconnects with Yelena after she was attacked by Taskmaster because she wanted to find the vials that reverses the effects of mind control that Natasha unknowingly had. She didn't even know she had them. Nat thought she was attacking her just because. She was like, I'm pretty sure Ross doesn't have jurisdiction here. So she thought that she was trying to bring Nat in. And all of a sudden when she just stopped attacking her and then went to go find the vials, Nat's like, oh, you're not here for me. And so Nat realized that whatever was in that box, she had to not let Taskmaster take it. So she kind of just stole them. And then, of course, she got kicked off a bridge and then wound up in the vials. She saw photos of her and Yelena, so she realized that, oh, I gotta go find Yelena, she, she must know what this means. So, she goes to Budapest to Budapest. I know now would be yelling at me if I said Budapest, so Budapest. Even though it's not spelled that way. So, eventually she reconnects with Yelena after she of course sent the message to come and find her. Yelena tells her that the Red Room is still active today, and Natasha didn't believe her at first. She goes, I took down the Red Room, I killed Drakoff. And Yelena's asking her, she's like, did you did you check the body to confirm that he was dead? And that's like, there was no body left to check. Because she just blew up this building. It was just complete rubble. Her and Clint just blew up the building and then apparently had a shootout with Hungarian special forces. And they hit up in that vent for two days straight. Which does not sound fun. Sounded fun to Elena. She goes, oh, this must be cozy. And you see them with the tic-tac-toe and hangman and stuff like that up in there. Couldn't even imagine just living in an event for two days straight. I don't know. Regardless. Yelena was at first mad that she even brought the vials back here. She's like, you brought them back? She goes, I sent them to you so that you'd get them away from here. Why would you bring them back? And that's like, well, I didn't know what to do with them. You just sent me these things without any explanation. And then you sent this picture. So I figured, bring it back to you. And Yelena's like, well, take it to some of your superhero friends. They must know what to do with it. And that's like, well, we're not really talking with each other anymore. Yelena's like, great. We're like, where's an Avenger when you need one? She's pissed because, of course, the one time that Natasha can use her Avenger-ing to help them out, she's, of course, not the fugitive kind of of the Avengers. 
But after they were attacked by the rest of the widows looking for the vials, Nana realizes that Yelena was right and that their red room is still active and they still have widows that are still working for them. So now they're trying to find the red room and take it down once and for all this time. Neither one of them knows where the red room is. But Nat's like, okay, maybe Alexi does. Maybe their adoptive father knows where they are. So they break Alexi out of prison. He doesn't know where it is either. He's like, okay, well, let's go find Melina. Let's go kind of, quote unquote, find your mom. So Melina still works for the Red Room. She knew where it was. And so they hatched this really elaborate plan of Melina switching places with Nat, Nat switching places with Melina, so that Nat could get in front of Dracoff, have him show her how to pull up the database on all the widows and kind of copy it over. So Nat has a copy now of all the widows that are in the Red Room. And then she was just going to kill Dracoff and essentially take down the Red Room. They didn't really know that the Red Room was up in the sky until later on. So really taking it down was literally bringing it back down to the ground. Which they were going to, our plan was essentially landed. But that, of course, didn't work. So they had to just blow it all up and just debris was just falling from the sky. Luckily, it landed in a nice big field. So nobody was hurt on that front. But imagine if it was like over a city. No, actually, Dracoff wouldn't be that down to put it over a city. Of course, he'd put it over like a desert land so people wouldn't look up in the sky and just see a big floating like satellite looking thing. So family takes down the Red Room successfully. And as they were leaving, Nat, of course, activated her tracker so Ross could find her and essentially take her in. Her family, like Delina and Lexi and Melina, were like, no, we're going to fight. Like, you can't let these American government, like, government, like, take you and whatnot. And Nat's like, it's fine, guys. Just... Leave while you still can, essentially. But then they just do a time skip of two weeks and Nat's just roaming around again. They never explained how Nat got away from Ross. I don't know if they just let her go. I don't think they would have. We just we just see the, her trucks and stuff like that start to just surrender. And then, boom, time skip two weeks later, she's off in like a quinjet again with her nice short blonde hair. Don't know. We'll ever get an explanation for that. Probably not. But I was just curious how... We got from that point to that point, which is no explanation whatsoever. All right, so next we'll move on to powerful scenes. And I'm also going to throw in some callbacks, references too for this. First powerful scene that I want to talk about is, of course, Nat flying the plane to get away from the police because they were just, Alexi just came home that one day. He's like, okay, guys, like we're going on this quote unquote adventure that I've been like preparing you for. And you just see Nat's face just drop. She goes, she's like, oh, shoot, we're going back there. And so they, like, little Yelena doesn't know any better. She's like, yay, like, we're going. Like, all right, guys, like, let's go. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nat's just, like, sitting in the car. Like, you can just see her face is just shattered. And little Yelena's singing her heart away over there. And they're all trying to, like, get on the plane. Like, they were thoroughly prepared for this. So, obviously, Alexi and Melina spent a lot of time trying to tell them once this day comes, this is exactly what needs to happen. They knew what they were doing. Like, it wasn't willy-nilly. Like, it wasn't Alexi and Melina just telling them step-by-step what to do stuff. Like, Natasha and Melina just went for it. So, they're trying to fly this plane away. And, of course, the police try and catch them. And Melina gets shot in the process. So, now there's nobody flying this plane. So, Melina's trying to coach Nat on how to fly this plane so they don't crash into all these like cars that are starting to come at them and it's just a nice reference so of course I, of course they got away but it's nice it's a nice reference that they made in hawkeye when clint was talking to elena about nat she goes like she told me about how when she was flying that plane all she could think about was that you were safe and we could kind of see on that space like i think at one point she turned around and like looked back at elena 
to just make sure that she was all right. So that was really cute, but that was just really cool just to see how they got their escape. Another really cool scene that I want to say is actually the opening credit scene. A lot of people really liked the opening credit scene, and I did too. It had to be one of the greatest opening credit scenes I've ever seen. Now, I'm, no, I'm normally not a fan of the opening credit scenes. I'm like, why can't they put this at the end so I can skip it? But trust me, this opening credit scene is not, don't skip it. It's a really good opening credit scene. It just shows you the, mon- it's just the big montage of what happens once people get to the red room. You just see the panic and the fear of these little girls' eyes. Like half of them are clinging their stuffed animals. It's like their emotional sport things. And it just gets like torn away from them. And you just see over time how these girls are just broken down and just rebuilt into just basically like these mindless assassins. It's awful to watch. Like it's awful for their perspective, but it was just really, it was just beautifully well done with the colors and the filters and just the way that you just hear them plus the music, like the, the cover of, oh crap, I can't remember what Nirvana song it is. I think it's Nirvana, but they just, the, the women that sang, that sang that song that covered it, did an excellent job of it. They, it was phenomenal to listen to. But it was just really cool on our part just to see what ha- what exactly happens. Like, we had flashbacks from Natasha in other previous movies, but we never really got the biggest insight that we did actually in that opening credit scene. Another powerful thing that happened was their family reunion dinner when they were at Melina's house, and they were basically just talking about not really being a family. Like, Alexi was complaining about how it was, like, a really stupid mission, and we were stuck in Ohio for three years with you guys. And Melina's like, oh, we played our parts perfectly. Like, it's exactly what Draycroft wanted. Nat was saying, like, oh, this wasn't real at all. And Yelena's just sitting there like, it was real to me, guys. Like, you guys, she's like, you are my mother. Like, this is our family. She's like, you're the closest thing to a mother I've ever had. And I think it just goes back to just Yelena just being the younger sister. Nat's older, so she understands it better. Like, I'm the older, like, I'm the older sibling and my, I have a younger sister. So I understand things better than she does when it comes to stuff like that. And it's just played beautifully. They really understand the family dynamics of the older sister knows more. She kind of gets the real world a little bit better. Meanwhile, the younger sister is still trying to like cling on to the family. That's exactly what was happening there. Then you have Dracov revealing his daughter as the taskmaster. And you just see Nat's face just break because she realized that she created this. Even Dracov literally thanks her. He's like, thank you for creating my greatest weapon. Because if Nat hadn't dropped the building on her, then she would just, she would be fine. But the reason that she like has to sue is because she kind of needs it to stay alive. And you just see her face just kind of all mangled from either A, just burnt from the building, or some debris just dropped on it or whatever. But you just see her just staring at Natasha just mindlessly knowing. I think she, I think she knew that Natasha was the reason that she's like this, but... She was just kind of mindlessly staring at her because she was under Dracoff's control as well. And you see Nat just, like, she felt awful. Like, she apologized to her later. And <laughs> Dracoff's like, why are you apologizing to her? How about, like, you're going to think you're going to make her feel better? Like, you dropped a building on her. That's not really easily forgiven. Another thing, like, two minutes later that happened in that was Natasha trying to make Dracoff mad enough so he'd, like, punch her and, like, severed a nerve in her nose so he could stop controlling her. Nat was just trying to piss him off enough to just whack her. And it was just really cool. And that's like, what, you think you think I can't take a punch or something like that? Like, you raised me. Like, I should be able to take a punch. And so Nat was just trying to get him just fired up enough to just 
hit her, she can't do anything about it because she still has, like, the pheromonal block. So she's just like, she can't fight back right now, so she's just trying to break out of it. She's like, all right, well, hit me. It's like, she's like, yeah, it's, it's like, easy to hit me because I'm like a defenseless little girl, she said. It was just really badass on Nat's part, and I stand for it. I was like, yeah, go queen. Make him play right into your hands, and it was just really cool. And then she makes the nice little callback from, about, like, the first Avengers movies when she says to Loki, thank, thank you for your cooperation. And you just see her smile and just start chuckling to herself because she said it again. I was like, yes, we love the callback references. Absolutely here for it, Natasha. The last thing that actually happened in the movie itself that was like really cool to me was, of course, Natasha apologizing to Yelena for not coming back for her and saying that the time they spent together as family felt real to her too because she said earlier in the movie, she's like, that wasn't real, who cares? And that's saying it was real to me too. Like you kind of, you are my sister. And that meant a lot to Yelena. She just, you see her earlier in the movie just break down. Like she storms off and just wants to be alone by herself after people said that. And it means a lot to her now that Natasha apologized and said, I should have come, I should have came back to you. And it was real to me too. And it was just really cute. And they did like their head touching thing. Like that's just Natasha's way of showing affection. We see it time and time again, how they just kind of, Natasha and whoever she's like talking to, like kind of just puts their foreheads together. Like she, her, of course, her and Clint did it on Vormir. Now her and Yelena did it now. It's her way of showing affection and love for that other person. Very last thing, the very last powerful scene is, of course, the post-credit scene. I still cry watching it. I just cried two days ago when I watched it. That's how bad it is. Well, not not bad, like emotion, emotionally bad for me. Because you just hear that freaking piano music. And it just, it's it's not dramatic music. Like, by any means, it's not, it's not a dramatic piano. It's just the one single high notes that just kill my soul. And you have Yelena literally putting her forehead to the gravestone, kind of like Nat did. And you just hear her do her secret whistle thing. And it's just, you you just expect, you just want not, you just want to hear another whistle. You just want to hear it back. And you don't hear that. And it's really freaking sad. You just see Yelena just at like one of her most vulnerable moments. And then you have Val come along and blow her nose. She goes, I'm sorry, I'm allergic to Midwest. And I just, I, like, it, it didn't ruin the scene, but it made me start laughing, which I'm like, I can't be laughing right now. Like, Yelena is down on her knees crying at her sister's grave. And then you have Val come out here and say, I'm allergic to Midwest. Val's funny. I like Val. I can't wait to see what bigger role she has to play later on, but she's an icon right now. All right, now we're going to get into characters individually. This is basically, this is going to be different from how I normally do it. Like normally I break down each character, but this is kind of just going to be like an overall character thing because Molina, Alexi, and Yelena only have this movie and of course Leona has Hawkeye, but that's it. So they really don't have any character development and that's character development all goes down the drain. Cause of course she's dead, but we'll talk about, we'll find a way to talk about it anyway. So we learned that Natasha is literally selected from childhood and she was taken by the red room. That's what Melina tells her that she was, she wasn't abandoned by her mother. And then they found her. They specifically chose her to be in the red room. And then Drakoff had her mother killed. Natasha this entire time thought that her mother just abandoned her and that wasn't the case. She spent all this time trying, like, she said that she thought about her every day. I guess hatred just built up. She's like, why would you abandon me? But she didn't. Her mother did want her. 
she just they saw the fiery spirit in her and thought she needs to be in the red room and then Dracoff had her mother killed so now couldn't ever go back to her because she would be dead and natasha was always protective of yelena she you see kind of in the beginning of the movie like yelena like falls down and like bumps her knee and you see like nat kind of like run over her to make sure she was okay and when she flew them down to Cuba, she didn't want the guards separating them. And she even stole one of their guns to protect her. Like, you just see her just kind of wrap her arm around Yelena and just kind of, like, pointing the gun at everybody. Like, Natasha, I don't think... She had to be at least, like, 9 or 10 or something like that. Like, she was she was at least, I would think, like, 3 or 4 years older than Yelena. And Yelena was 6, they said. So that had to be, like, 9, 10, maybe 11 or stuff like that. But still, she was she was willing to flat-out kill somebody to make sure that Yelena would be okay. It is also revealed in that same scene that Nat has been to the Red Room before. She literally said, I don't want to go back there. And she's like pleading her case. She goes, she's like, she's just six. And Alexi said, you were even younger when you were went there the first time. So just think about that. We don't know what age Nat went there for the first time, but she, like if it's younger than six, so she's five or younger, just imagine the fact that you were just taken by these people and just separated from literally the world just so you could be trained to be a killer. It's god-awful. makes me sick. <laughs> she didn't want Yelena to experience what she went through when she was in the Red Room. When she goes to Budapest to find Yelena, they were talking about acting like grown-ups, and Yelena made a comment saying, is that what we are? I guess because Yelena has a very traumatic sense of humor, I'd say. Because she kind of just, like, makes... She kind of makes, like, crude jokes. She's like, well, like, this would be a cool way to die by an avalanche. Like, she makes jokes like that. So she kind of has a sense of dark humor. But that just informs me that I don't think they've seen each other since childhood. Because, you know, they haven't seen each other as adults. And she's like, is that what we are now? We're adults now because I haven't seen you since we were kids. And they literally fight each other like they're sworn enemies. Like, at first, it was, I want to say it was kind of like a friendly fight. Like, none of them were using weapons... I mean, they had their guns pointed at each other, but eventually they were just kind of thrown by the wayside. And then Yelena goes literally for this giant kitchen knife. I'm like, aw, Yelena, now you're playing dirty. It was a fair fist fight at first, and now she's going for this big kitchen knife. And then Nat finally calls a truce between them. She literally has, like, <laughs> there's literally a curtain wrapped around both their necks. They're both trying to, like, push each other away. That's one of the things I love about... Natasha's fighting style, she could have no weapons whatsoever. She couldn't, she wouldn't have like her gun or she wouldn't have her baton things. She is very creative when fighting and she will literally use anything around her to help her in a fight. She's very creative in that way. That's one of the things I've always admired about her fighting style. Anyway, throughout the movie, Natasha and Yelena reconnect with one another. And Yelena was hurt that, that Nat never tried to reach out to her again. There was, she was asking, she's like, where do you think I've been all this time? And that's like, I just thought you got out and we're living a normal life. And she goes, and you never bothered to call? She goes, I didn't think you wanted to see me again. And Yelena wasn't too happy about that. She's like, that's full of crap. She goes, of course, she basically said, of course I wanted to see you again. Nat just didn't think she wanted to, probably because Nat felt bad about losing Yelena and getting like separated from her in the Red Room. And she probably thought, oh my gosh, Yelena hates me so bad she'll never want to see me again. And Yelena's just like, I just wanted to find my sister again. Two totally different views of the situation, but that's just the way they saw it. Once the whole family reconnects again, all the emotions are revealed about how everybody felt being the quote-unquote family for three years. Like I said earlier, Alexi hated doing it. He loved Nat and Yelena. He said that. He just felt that it was very demeaning considering his other missions that he'd been sent on. 
he even said that in the play and he goes he goes of course and then Dracoff like sent me to you guys and then he put me in prison for the rest of my life like so Alexei was kind of hurt that Dracoff didn't send him on more demanding missions because he loved being the red guardian and he of course can really be a red guardian when he's trying to parent two kids so he felt that it was very very insulting to be sent on a mission like that and then turn around and have Dracoff turn him in and then he'd be sent to prison for the rest of his life. Melina felt that she like played her part perfectly. She executed exactly what Dracoff wanted. She's just like, oh, we played our we played our parts to perfection. <laughs> Meanwhile, like Nat and Leader are sitting there like, it's it's not a part. It wasn't to us at least. Like you're you're our mom. You raised us. That's not really a part that you have to play. So they kind of felt insulted by that. Nat said that. No time that they spent together was real, and it was all just a cover. Because obviously Nat knew when she was younger, like she knew she was going, she was going back to the red room. So obviously, I don't think that she, I think that she knew that they weren't her actual parents, but she just kind of wanted to put up a front and just pretend it was just for Yelena's sake. I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but that's just where I'm. That's where my my head's going for this. And Yelena was just heartbroken hearing all this. She considered, she considered them her family. She said that Melina was her mother. And in the end, they all realized that the love that they had and the love that they shared for each other was real and that they'd always stick together and they'd never lose each other again, which is great. Yay, family bonding. That's always nice to hear. So overall, I really like this movie. I know a lot of people didn't. I don't know why they didn't. We got to learn a lot about Natasha's past and how the Red Room operated. We got introduced to Yelena, who will take Nat's spot as the quote-unquote widow in the Young Avengers. We got to meet the Red Guardians, the Soviet Union counterpart to Captain America. My only complaint with this movie, which I'm pretty sure is almost everybody's complaint, is this is way too late. It is released way too late in our time. We should have gotten this movie years ago. I don't know why they felt the need to wait this long to release it, but it's like you said, it's great that we know all this stuff now. But it's meaningless, because Natasha went splat. We should have gotten this right after Civil War, since that's when this takes place. And we see where Nat is right before the events of Infinity War, because we just kind of turn around and finally are like, whoa, where's all your hair and why are you blonde? We didn't really get to see why that transpired. And now we did. But like I said, this is all meaningless now, because we know how Nat's story ends. So we're like, oh, great. We just know more about her life now. And we get to see where she gets this killer vest in Infinity War. I love those little details that they put in. You see Nat wearing a vest in Infinity War. You don't think too, you don't think too much of it, and now you know the real meaning behind it. And it's just like, oh, she wore Yelena's vest. Like she had it on, and she wanted a part of Yelena with her. Another completely, totally random thing that I just wanted to talk about. I never noticed until I rewatched the movie yesterday. You know that really one, that really cool scene in Hawkeye where Yelena goes out the window and she kind of just see the camera just flip with her and she kind of runs down the side of the building? I didn't realize that she did that too in Black Widow. She did, she did that when she was trying to find the scientist who originally had the vials that she was trying to, she was sent to kill. She did that there too. And I'm just like, these people never miss with their details. I don't know how they come up with all these things just to throw in there. But I've never seen really anybody talk about that, so I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. All right, guys, that's going to be it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.